and welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to real lawyers about their lives in and out of the practice of law, how they got to be lawyers, and what their experience has been. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. Today, we welcome Karen Johnson to the pod. Over the past 25 years, Karen and her husband, Peter, have built an aggressive litigation practice focusing on criminal law and juvenile justice. They've also successfully raised three boys. I hope you'll enjoy hearing her story. Karen Johnson, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer. It's such an honor to talk to you, and we're very happy to have you on the program. You have a very impressive background and resume, and uh, where are you from originally? Uh, Originally, I'm from South San Francisco. We called it South City, uh, the industrial city. If you drive from San Francisco to the airport, you can see the big letters on, big white cement letters on the mountain says South San Francisco. I've seen it. When I was a kid, I used to slide down those letters on cardboard. (laughs) (laughs) And did uh, did you have like brothers and sisters who you did that with? Uh, my older brother, my partner in crime, basically. I see. Okay. Well, I hope the statutes run on everything that you did. <laughs> did you go to uh, school there at, uh, in South San Francisco? I did. I went th- uh, elementary school and middle school, uh, Southwood Junior High, Ponderosa Elementary School. And then later on, I never went to El Camino High School because my mom moved over to the San Ramon area. And then eventually, quite quickly, I moved to go live with my dad in a small town called Fall River Mills and went to school at the high school there, a very tiny, tiny high school. Where's Fall River Mills? Fall River Mills is about one hour south of Mount Shasta and an hour and a half east of Redding, California. And it's gorgeous. Uh, Fly fishing is very popular there. In fact, when I was in high school, I worked at the fly fishing lodge down the road from my house. So it sounds like you got some experience being a country girl, too. Yeah. So I'm a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. So there's a little bit of me from both sides. And anyone who knows me well will tell you that that's pretty spot on. What high school did you graduate from? I graduated from Fall River Junior Senior High School in MacArthur, California. And that's the little tiny town outside of the little tiny town of Fall River. After you got out of Fall River High School, uh, you went to college. I did. So I used to take a bus from Fall River Mills to Redding, California every day. They, They had a bus to get the kids to college. And I went to Shasta Junior College. Eventually, I moved to Redding, California, uh, about a year, I think, after the bus, the bus trips, and then eventually moved to Chico State and finished and got my bachelor's degree at Chico State University. How was your experience at Chico? Well, we were the number one party school when I graduated as a senior. Was that because of you? It was mo- mostly because of me. Um, I studied really hard through college, and I left all my easy classes for my senior year so I can keep a great GPA and go to school full-time, party full-time, and work full-time. What sort of work did you do? 
I was always waitressing. I had usually had at least two jobs um, because I put myself through college and law school. So I was always working two or three jobs. Wow. Yep. Wow. So you probably had to take a pay cut when you became a lawyer. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, when I first became a lawyer, um, I was still catering for Marriott at their big facility in San Ramon because when I opened up my shop, I didn't have a lot of money. I had a, a junky old car, uh, but I was able to be a lawyer full time and still get some extra money catering until my uh, lawyering took off. Where did you go to law school? I went to law school at Golden Gate University in San Francisco. That's where I met my husband, Peter Johnson. The luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, he's pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> when you graduated from law school, what was your first legal job? My first legal job, well, uh, was working for myself. So I graduated law school, took the bar, and... Um, I had a ton of public defender applications on my desk because I really wanted to be a public defender. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have like a hundred cases and I wanted to run through the court, court uh, hallways, you know, from one court to another, um, helping people that the government was stepping all over. Um, but I couldn't put, I couldn't bring myself to fill out the forms because my whole life I've been filling out these job application forms um, as a waitress and I didn't want to do it anymore. So what I decided to do was just go into practice for myself. And when I did, I had $27. I'll never forget it. I had $27 in the bank. And uh, I opened up a practice in Hayward, California. Richard Stone, uh, who is one of the most wonderful, most important people in my life to this day, he offered me an office. He said, look, if you help help cover some of my court appearances, because I have too many, you can open up your practice right here in my building in Hayward. And that's what I did. I started working as a defense attorney with Richard Stone as well. And it was a great experience. And I learned so much from him. How did you originally start thinking about going to law school? I mean, why did you want to be a lawyer in the first place? Well, uh, people tell me, I don't remember this, that I guess I said I always wanted to be a lawyer when I was young. And the first time I remember it being um, a definite path for me is when I kept seeing my brother and my stepbrother uh, getting arrested <laughs> out of my home uh, where I lived with them. You know, the cops would come in and drag them out often. Um uh, my brother had a lot of run-ins with the law, and it was always a little interesting to me as I listened to what happened and what was going on. And that's when I decided for sure that law would be my career path. So you came out of law school. You didn't want to fill out all those forms. So you hung your shingle and uh, got some space with Richard Stone. Uh, and how did things go after that? Well, um, things went really well. Um, I learned a lot from Mr. Stone. Um, I was in his building for about, I think, 10 years or nine years. He taught me how to literally um, be fearless. My husband also taught me how to not fear experts because I always thought they were scary. Once I had the 
I guess, knowledge to not be fearful of these um, potentially tough circumstances as an attorney, I took off. And Richard Stone was the first one. I think I was in his office for two weeks and he said, hey, Karen, you want to be a trial lawyer, right? And I said, yeah, I want to be a trial lawyer. And he hands me a file and he says, trial starts in five minutes upstairs. And I tried my first case in front of Judge Peggy Hora. And the penalty for the case, if I lost, was a $100 fine uh, for my client. And Stone just wanted to sort of kind of break me in, I think, and throw me into my very first jury trial. And I absolutely loved it. What kind of case was it? It was a solicitation for prostitution case. What was the result? The result was my client was found guilty. Did you do after that? I mean, give me a, so like a brief history of your legal career because you and your husband have really developed quite the practice. Yeah, we have. Peter and I are partners at the law offices of Johnson & Johnson, and we like to consider ourselves frontline trial attorneys. Most of our cases go to trial. We welcome it. Uh, trial um, cross-examination is the engine of truth. I believe that wholeheartedly. You don't get justice many times until you have a trial. Peter goes to trial all day long. I go to trial all day long. It's kind of been what we've always done as lawyers. We're not really settlement types. We are very happy and comfortable being on the front lines. Um, I try a lot of, right now, I try a lot of dependency cases, which is when the government takes your children from you. I get them back. Uh, I'm pretty fearless about that. Um, I have a lot of very high-end cases where I'm dealing with intentional burn, strangulation, abusive head trauma, the old shaken baby syndrome, which has been debunked because the science was a bunch of uh, baloney. I deal with broken bone cases, all kinds of pretty high level. I call them high level because um, they're very tough. Are the dependency cases... In front of juries? No, they're not. Uh, they're not. So I wish they were. Uh, some states have jury trials for dependency cases. California does not, which frankly I find is extremely unfortunate. And if there was something I could change about the system, it would be exactly that. Because when you impeach a social worker, it would count. What do you really like about practicing law? What I like about it is um, I am able to provide strength to my clients, strength to the families who feel defeated from day one, many times treated, frankly, like garbage by the system. And I'm able to uh, protect them, fight for them, and get them through the system with dignity, and I get their kids back. How is that? actually practicing law met or differed from your original expectations when you got into the profession? To tell you the truth, it's quite what I expected. I wanted to be the lawyer that ran through the hallway with a ton of cases, shooting from the hip, I guess, but prepared at the same time. That's what I wanted to do. And that's what I ended up doing. I ended up just loving it, taking my cases and fighting really hard what I do. Tell me about a case that went really well for you. A case that went really well for me is when I was um, hired on a case in San Diego. 
my client had hired an attorney who I had offered to help for free train him on the science of bones, broken bones, fractures, but he didn't take up, take me up on my offer. Um, when the trial started, my client was texting me under the table, telling her things were going horrible. And I said, well, I can't advise you. I'm not your lawyer. You're the lawyer in the courtroom next to you is. So she flew me to San Diego the next day with my paralegal who came with me because we had to get ready pretty fast. We stayed up all night. I came in on the trial the very next day, called an expert witness. That The day after that day, I had a bone expert on the stand. I lost the trial. I should have won the trial. I filed an appeal with the 4th District Court of Appeal. I got a unanimous reversal uh, because the Court of Appeal said uh, to not give this person a reversal would be a substantial injustice. Wow. Then I tried the case again in front of another judge that, I don't know, maybe didn't care so much. Um, I lost again, which I should have won. I filed another appeal with the 4th District Court of Appeal, got another unanimous reversal, and the child went home. Great result. Yeah, it was awesome. You and uh, Peter have been practicing law, and obviously you are in the business of practicing law. And I'm wondering how that's been for you. Working with my husband in uh, practicing law? Well, yeah, working with your husband, and then also the the business, you know, where you get business from and, and taking care of just the money aspects of it, because it's not easy. No. So how we do it is Peter's office is way up front in the office and mine is way in the back. We sort of run a, a two sides of the office. You also have a family. You and Peter have kids. Yeah, we have three boys. They're uh, giants. How old are they now? I have a 21-year-old, or wait, I have a 22-year-old, I have a 20-year-old, and I have a 15-year-old. Wow. I'll bet that has been quite an experience during the practice of law. Yeah. So uh, we have three boys. They're awesome. Um, and they get it. They uh, were carried around on, on the hip while I had a deposition transcript in the other hand. Um, they've spent a lot of time in the office when we had to get something done. They've seen us up at three in the morning working and they understand it. So I think that my kids have developed a really good, I guess, work ethic because they see it would just by accident. They see Peter and I working. We try to work when they're sleep. We, when they were little, we tried to work when they were sleeping and not so much, um, when they were awake. So that's where the three in the morning thing came from but we had the help of his family. Do you think that the legal system dispenses justice? Do you think it's fair? Well, um, I only think it's fair when everyone leaves their confirmatory bias at the door. Only, what do you mean by that? Well, many times you walk into a criminal courtroom and people assume the guy or the gal is guilty because they're there. And that everything that goes into their head, everything they hear, everything they see, many times just they see it in a, in a vision that confirms their bias. So if confirmatory biases were really left at the door, this goes for everyone, the judge, 
the, the government, the minors council, the prosecution, the jurors, then I think the justice system would work. But what I'm hearing you saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you think that it's very difficult and unusual for people to leave their confirmatory biases at the door. I do. I mean, I, I think the justice system does work if you're able to send the, send that message to leave it at the door. I mean, even attorneys themselves have their own confirmatory biases. And you have to always check that. And even, even strategizing a case. I, for example, check that confirmatory bias. You've done some teaching too, haven't you? Yes, I teach every year at, at Los Madonna's College um, in the juvenile class. I love that. Um, I also bring in a lot of interns, lawyers. I try to teach what I know um, to other people. Uh, I love it. I, I reach out and say, hey, let me let me teach you about um, how to handle this broken bone subdural hematoma case. I'm In fact, I'm thinking about reaching out to a program in Hayward where they have a lot of new lawyers. And I found them to be very... Um, energetic and great. And I want to go over there and sort of give them a rundown on how to handle these complex medical cases. You've also sat as a judge pro tem, so you've seen the courtroom from the bench. Yes, I have. I did a lot of that in Contra Costa County when they had the funding to have pro tems come in and give some of the judges a break. I did it in juvenile court for a couple of different judges. What was that like? You know, um, I, I people ask me that all the time, and I'm like, well, I'm more of a, a frontline fighter. I want to be the guy behind the counsel table fighting the case. Do you think that the courtroom looks really different from the bench? Oh, yes. It looks very different from the bench. In what way? Well, I think a little bit about, um, I guess, disappointing. <laughs> Really? Okay. Yeah, because I wanted to see, I want to see advocacy. I want to see people making good arguments, being prepared, and I wanted to see advocacy. And I didn't really see a lot of that, and it was disappointing. So are there any things that you and Peter uh, like to do outside of practicing law? Well, that's funny because, um, yeah, we discovered not so long ago that Peter just his happy place is to fish. He's a fisherman. Uh, and mine is to be on water. So those could work together. Yeah. I said, you know, we should just get some little boat. I can sit on the water and you can fish. (laughs) What are we doing? So these are some of the things we've been talking about. If you had a magic wand. You could change one thing in the world, legal world or otherwise. What do you think that would be? Judgment of people based on race, culture, gender identity, or wealth. What if you and Peter came into some real money? I mean, like a couple of billion dollars. What, if anything, would you change about the way you live your life? Well, what we would do, and we've talked about it, is we would open our own Innocence Project branch, Uh, We would hire a bunch of really tough, smart, fighting lawyers, and we would open that right up to the public and start looking at uh, people's cases and helping them. We've talked about this several times. Karen, there's 
lots of things that I think we could continue talking about. I've really enjoyed our conversation here today. Thank you so much for being on Love Thy Lawyer. And I hope to see you again soon in court when uh, some of the craziness that's been going on in the world passes. Thank you, Lewis. Uh, it was awesome talking to you as always. You sound, you sound great on the microphone, by the way. Thanks for joining us today on Love Thy Lawyer. Special thanks to Karen Johnson, Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. Please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Lewis Goodman. I might have been like a lead singer in a uh, 80s rock hair band.